I'm so excited today on the podcast because I have one of our Beta to Biggie members, Sita, and they work with a super niche topic. And she shared how they got started. And so many gold nuggets came out of this episode. I was like taking notes the whole time, like so many good gold nuggets. So let's jump on in and hear about their stretch membership. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey, 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 Serve, Scale, Soar. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited today because I have one of our Beta to Biggie members and someone who I just love watching their business grow. Sita's on here and they have such an interesting membership and it's so different than most of the people inside of our program. And I love bringing in people who aren't doing business to business. And that's exactly what Sita and her husband do in their business. So Sita, I would love for you to introduce yourself as a person first, and then tell us about your membership and what you and John do. Sure. Uh, Thanks for having me, Brandy. My name, as you mentioned, is Sita, and uh, it's my husband and I, John, and we're the co-founders of Bendable Body. In terms of myself as a person, uh, God, where do I even start? I've had kind of an interesting life. I really didn't uh, get into the workforce, the traditional workforce, till I was about 38. And I'm now 45. So this business has been, you know, I would say the entirety of my adult career, (laughs) short-lived as it is. My husband, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. Like literally, if you name any job from like grave digger to Wall Street guy, he's done it. It's kind of laughable. So we're kind of polar opposites that way. That's, I guess, enough personal. Yeah. Does that work? I love how you just said, I didn't get in the traditional workspace until 38. And you consider what you're doing traditional right now. when having a job. Okay. (laughs) What you do is so untraditional. So, okay. I love that. So yes. Now tell us about your membership. Sure. So the the membership is called the Bendables, but it's under the umbrella company Bendable Body, which we started in 2016. And we're um, flexibility experts as it applies to fascia in the body, which a lot of people don't know what that is. I can explain it if you want, but we deal a lot with injuries, joint pain, obviously stiffness and flexibility, strength issues, performance issues, and John's been doing this work for, I think he's pushing 18 years now and me about eight. And, you know, we work with a big spectrum of people, right? And in the past, it was always like, like older folks, like baby boomers, people that were experiencing a lot of chronic pain and injury or high-end athletes. And the work was applied in a hands-on capacity. So like a one-on-one method where we're stretching you essentially. And then this thing happened. So I'm kind of going into how it got started. Do you want me to do that? Or you yeah, want me to let's do it. That? Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a funny story because we were living in New York City. We always kind of positioned ourselves in a big, vibrant city so that there would be plenty of clients because it's such an unknown method. 
right? So you kind of need a big pool to work from. And so we're in New York City and we cold called, I cold called this spa in Mexico. It's called Rancho La Puerta. It was a client was like, you guys should go there. They would love you. So literally knowing nothing, I gave them a call and was like, hey, do you want us to come as guest practitioners? Because they do that. And it's kind of a great gig because you get to go for a week for free to this like killer spa down in Mexico. And they got back to me in like two weeks. And we're like, yeah, can you come in February, which is a great time to leave New York, right? So we went and we only taught self-stretching. We didn't put hands on anybody. And we were literally like the Beatles. Like it was ridiculous. People were falling all over themselves to eat with us and like stopping us on the, you know, pads being like, I've had neck pain for 45,000 years. It went away. And you know, that kind of thing. And so we left there and we were like, huh, there is a market for self-stretching. And I also want to mention Rancho La Puerta, it's all baby boomers. It's all people in their 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, with disposable income and wanting to be active. It's a spa that's centered around physical activity. So in addition to, you know, our stretch class, there's like 10 different things you can sign up for on the hour that's a physical activity. So it's that kind of a, it's like our perfect audience. So it was kind of like this case study, basically the entire week. And we didn't plan it. We had no idea what we were getting into. So we came back and we basically, do you want me to get, we t- I took Tribe and that was how I built the membership. And we launched it to our small, and it, it's basically a, like a group of videos on you know various common pain points like back pain, neck pain, knee pain, that kind of thing. And so the first iteration of it was pretty simple. We launched it in 2019 and we had an incredible launch. It was like remarkable. We had a really small email list and we did amazing. And so then we were like, holy crap, like we really can transition. And I guess the other side story to this that I could bring up is you know, the, the one-on-one work that we were doing it's very taxing and not sustainable. It's kind of like being a bricklayer or like a roofer. And so always in the back of our heads, it was like, what's the long-term plan here? We can't keep doing this. And it it was, how did we even come across Tribe? I don't remember who told us about it, but a client gave it to us as a gift. That was the other thing that was like so funny about this whole process. so interesting. bought that for us, right? Anyway, yeah. I mean, like I pretty much took the course, built the membership. I had a little bit of help. We hired a film guy. We did great. And so then we spent that first year in Manhattan. We were still there adding more content, filming and adding more content, you know, getting feedback from clients about what they needed. Like we figured out they need more direction. You know, they, you know, want live events that turned up when COVID started, we started doing live, you know, components. We hadn't done that at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it is. Do you want more details about the membership? It's kind of like net the Netflix of stretching videos. I love this. So one question I do have is first off, you had already had this going before COVID hit, but y'all still had, I know I was about to say, I didn't realize this, but like you had this. And I think that's one thing that I've been preaching for the last like 12 months is like, we can't rely on just one source because if y'all only had your one-on-one services, like that, especially in New York, y'all would have been I mean, we tell people, I mean, so we moved from New York to Asheville and bought a home. It's the first home we bought. And we tell people if we had not had the membership, we would have been moving in with my mom. Like that literally what would it was, what would have happened. It was such a smooth trend. 2020 was our best year. Same here. And I think that it's one of those things like we're all waiting for something to happen, push us to make this, like these big, scary moves. 
But it's like, if you wait till then you get in this old crap moment and then you have to try to figure things out where, why can't we start planning for our future now? So if you're relying solely on, I don't care if it's course, one-on-one services, whatever, you're putting yourself in kind of a risky situation with business as things change. Like a lot of course creators have found out that relying solely on Facebook ads can cause a lot of trouble now with the changes. So if they had a backup, like, you know, having multiple traffic sources or even just having one-on-one services that they can fall back on until they find another traffic source, we get ourselves in a bind. So that's so crazy because I didn't know that y'all had it before. And then what a gift to have it during, you know, Well, and now, you know, to your point, we're in a place where we're diversifying. You know, we want to create a certification program and we do want to create obviously more influx of traffic other than Facebook ads. It's like we're in that phase now, you know, now that the membership has an aspect of stability and growth and whatnot. And one thing that I want to point out is so many people want to go wide with Mm -hmm. their marketing and y'all have really niched down to something that's so specific but you have so many members. So, and I don't know if that was intentional or if it just happened because of the type of stretching you do, but there's so much power in that. There's a story. (laughs) When we founded Bendable Body, we hired someone to help us with branding and to build our website and to really like set it up from the foundation well and choose the name and the whole, whole thing. And it was in that moment that we made a decision who to target. Because it was like, when I say that it was like high-end athletes or baby boomers, I literally, like John has worked with Olympic athletes, NFL football players, like the list goes on and on. So it's really two extreme audiences, polar opposite audiences. And we sat there and we were like, the analogy that really I think comes to mind is doctors don't ever follow their patients around. They have a brick and mortar and people come to them. And the problem with, you know, working with some of those elite athletes and that kind of thing is it's very hard to have a stable business. You're following them around. And it's also not a really big like referring group because it's so competitive, right? So they never want to really give away their secret weapons. (laughs) It doesn't matter what age group. And so, and and then contrarily, though, particularly baby boomer women, but we do have the men too. They are our biggest fans. They are like, want us to succeed more than God. It's ridiculous. And, and they come to us naturally. They're, they're the ones Googling us. And we love someone that Googles us more than someone that gets referred. That's a better client by a long shot. And so we made the decision in that moment. We were like, we've got two groups here. Which one are we going to go after? Let's stick with this group. They're the ones that have been the most stable source. And I know right now you're starting to diversify. But most of your traffic for the membership has come from y'all have spent a lot of time and resources in SEO and then also Facebook ads. I would say the Facebook ads. Once we stop paying rent, (laughs) that's definitely been the biggest, the biggest fee that, that goes out for sure. Okay. So talk about being in the mindset of saying like, okay, these are the two areas we're going to invest in. Was that just like, this is what everyone's saying to do? Was it a conscious decision? What made you decide to invest so heavily in Facebook ads? Well, because how else were we going to get people? You know, I I honestly didn't know another way to get big traffic. Like, I feel like everyone that we hired, which kind of then segues into how I got into beta to biggie, because we've hired a handful of, you know, like freelance brand 
what do you call them? Uh, people that advise you in that way and do that kind of thing. And the obvious direction that everybody says, well, you got to, you got to run Facebook ads once you've kind of tapped out your basic email list that's happening naturally. And that was tapped out after the first launch. You know, the first launch was a beta, but it was like a biggie. It was like a, a complete surprise. And so then from there, it was like, okay, well, who do we sell to? And I think the person we were hiring at that time is, well, you run Facebook ads. And so it never even occurred to me to shift out of that because on the whole, they've been successful. If anything, we just tried to get better at it. Right. And I yeah. love that you stuck with the thing that worked and you really doubled down on that. And so until you've mastered it, now you're looking at how can we diversify our traffic sources now? Well, I think another really good point there that made us not switch out of that is our audience is on Facebook. Yeah. Like that's where they are, you, you know? And so that was another reason. And we went through periods where I was like, is this working? Like, are the people actually coming from Facebook and, you know, trying to get a really good tagging system in place and be able to assess that. And so we've refined it for sure. And I kind of just have a, like a kind of a top view understanding of it and then just get fed the information by the people that we've hired that really understand it. And Um, so I love that. And so segmenting into this, this is how we came to know each other is because one of my ad managers from Conversions for Clients referred Sia. And it's so funny because I was in y'all's ad account, not like physically in it, but I was advising on your ad account before I even knew who you were. So tell us what made you decide to join us in Beta to Biggie when you already had a program. You weren't necessarily the service provider that I was marketing to. And so what made you be like, okay, we're jumping in. This is what we need. Just before I joined Beta to Biggie, we had hired our third money pit brand advisor kind of person and spent, I I can't even, yeah, I don't even want to. And it was such a disaster and nothing came of it. And, you know, it was interesting because we had had a conversation with our accountant before that, and he's got a lot of business savvy. And he was like, don't ever hire a brand person because you know your brand better than them and you're going to be paying them to learn about your brand. You really do not need to do that. And we did again, and it was a complete waste of money. And so the only things that I've done that have been really worth it have actually been courses. When we hired the one person in the beginning who built our website and helped us get the brand, that was worth it. I will say that that she she built the entire website. She helped us set the foundation for the brand. She chose our name. That was money well spent. But we hired her later and it was a disaster. We hired another person. It was a disaster. And then the third person. And so... You know, I took, I did uh, Marie Forleo's B school. That was in the very early stages. I took Tribe. We built the membership off of that. And I had known about you, and I don't know how. I probably Tribe. I'm sure. Lady Tribe. And I, and I reached out to you because I was like, I feel like she could help me. And then you were like, I'm not doing one on one. And then after that, Becky was like, you know, baited a biggie. And I, you know, looked at it and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like every other thing has been a money pit. I mean, I didn't even read anything because I already had watched a video about you or something and had enough instinct on it. And I knew that there's just like so much that we need to be doing to move this forward that I just don't know. And one of the things I love about you, Sita, is that you say you don't know, but y'all have built this tremendous membership. Well, okay. But like, you know, the, the evergreen. Yes. Like I know that word evergreen. Like I'm like, okay, we need evergreen, but what the, 
do I do? Like, I have no idea what to do. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like all of that. And then you hire these people. None of them are experts on courses. No. And they tell you they can figure it out. So that's the other thing. I think that is something that people should know. If you want to build a course, you need to be in the course genre because all the other people will tell you they can figure it out and they really don't know. I, I mean, love this. This is like a totally different side of you, Sina. Well, the money that has gone... I mean, you always have to lose money in a business. You have to be prepared to do that. And I would say that the thing that John and I do really well, and this is because of him, Wall Street, you got to fail fast. Oh, I love that. Fail fast and move on because one failure leads to another, leads to another, and it just starts adding up. So we have no problem cutting our losses and moving on. And we've done it multiple times. Oh, I love that. If no one takes anything else out of this conversation, which they're going to take so much, that is like it. Fail fast because you're going to like... If you're not failing, you're not doing something. Like you have to, it's just part of it. So you just renewed, you and John just renewed for year two. So tell me, like, what are some of the biggest takeaways? Why are you part of the program? What do you personally get out of it? Well, I really appreciate the direct access to you. I think that's huge and not available in a lot of these big courses. And you've got, you know, you're so many steps ahead of us. And so the answers are quick and easy for you. It's kind of like us and our members, you know, like there's not a question they can give us that we don't know the answer to because we're enough steps ahead of them. And so that is an extremely valuable resource to be able to like on a daily basis to be able to ask a question, get an answer. So that's huge. The other thing that's been huge for me, and this is subjective, may not be huge for someone else is the, I mean, what's the word I even, I don't even have the right word the statistics, the numbers, the, you know, that is a place that is really not uh, comfortable for me. And so getting, you know, some programs, some systems in place and gathering that data on a regular basis and having someone being able to interpret it and help me learn to interpret it and know what I need to get and what I don't need to get. That's been huge. So there's that. And then of course, the last part is you know, I haven't taken advantage to the degree that I plan on it of the various like videos and tutorials inside the actual program, but we have a lot we want to do, you know, and I'm planning on doing it this year. You know, last year was kind of like getting our current membership tight and right, like fix what's not working, you know, get other things working that need to be working. And then now we build. That's really what year two is kind of about for us. Hopefully that's the plan. I love that. And one thing I love about how you and John work in your business is it's like, we don't have to consume everything. Like, how can we get the thing out of this program that we need right now? And for all last year, we really focused on the stats and like not making just decisions based on what we think or like feelings or emotions. It was like, how can we make these decisions based on like surveys and data points and all this? And y'all have taken this amazing membership and now like, you know, your numbers, you're asking your people, what they want, and you're able to make very strategic decisions. And I think that this is one thing that business owners are not doing enough of, at least in the online space is we make very emotional decisions, but like the data doesn't back up those decisions. I mean, I would say that was probably, that's like the biggest hole in my personal bucket. I, you know, I don't have that data driven mind. John does. He definitely does, but he didn't have the tools either. And so we really needed help with that. And I knew that we needed help. It was just like, where to get it? Like, where do I get it? And you're not going to get it from a person that you hire that does like overall brand stuff. You're not. That's not what they're going to do. They don't even know how. Yeah, I I think that a a lot of decisions have been emotional. And luckily for us, it 
on the whole worked out because we do kind of know our clients pretty well, you know, but you still need something more concrete to back it up. You certainly do. And in the beginning, you know, like you're saying, you know, we, I don't have anxiety about needing to consume it all. I didn't, I didn't start that way. You know, we're, you know, eight years into this business. And so I have perspective now on, you know, like just cut out the excess and focus on what you need to, but that was, there's a learning curve to get to that understanding. But I think once you get there, like the possibilities open up because you're more focused on how can I just get my ROI back on this one thing? Like if this makes us X amount of money back, it's worth it. Even if we don't touch any of the other information. And that's how I've learned to go into programs. Like how can I get this one thing done? And half the time I don't even finish programs. I go get what I need. I'm good. And then if I renew, it's because there's a next level that I need to get to. And I think that once we stop thinking that we have to consume every course from A to Z, and there has to be this completion rate, like, and we just go get what we need, it opens up so much possibilities. It really does. I mean, I spend so much time trying to communicate that point to our members because they get overwhelmed and they, you know, feel shame. Someone actually wrote me that she felt shame because she's not following the weekly super program. Like, no, 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 you don't have to. It's just for the people that want it. Like, just go in there and do something whenever you want. Like, do you feel shame about not watching everything on Netflix? Oh, that's so good. It's so true. Like, it's literally that. Because it's like, you do have to provide everybody with what they need. And so then there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff in there that a lot of people don't need. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You can't avoid it. And so actually I haven't used that with them. I'm going to start doing that. Do you feel shame? That was so good. (laughs) I love that. And one of the things that I think is really great about y'all is you've really implemented surveys between launches and internally now. And so being able to use that word back to them, like shame. Totally. Like that's where the messaging is. And one thing you and John have really mastered is knowing your people. And when you know your people inside and out, you can make bad business decisions, not saying you have, and they still work out because you have your people in mind. And that's one thing that I talk about. And one thing in Beta to Biggie we start with is the message mapping because you have to know your people, speak their language. And then if you make mistakes, like half the time they still work out because you're just talking your people's language. Well, you know, I learned that compo- that that in tribe. You know, he had us do like go into chats, forums, okay, yeah, and read conversations that people were having, like say about back pain, which would be a classic thing that someone would come to us for. And you know, we had already by that point spent a lot of time, like one on one time, with our clients, so we did know them because we're being intimate with them actually. But I still got so much information going through that exercise, like the fear that is driving people because their body hurts. And the fear that they're not going to be able to do stuff like, you know, pick up their kids, pick up their grandkids. Like that literally is what they're writing about. And I wouldn't have known to use that language. It was hugely important. The other thing that we did that I would encourage anyone to do, I would do it again. And I still do to do it is interview your people. Yes. It's so, so important. We centered most of our uh, stretching videos at the like 15 minute time point, like within that range, because that is what people want to want. They've told us, we've asked them, they've told us they want to spend 15 minutes. And so that's how long we make the videos. And I wouldn't have known that. I would have thought, oh no, like I think 30 is a good amount of time. I'm sure I would have. And you can be super strategic 
yeah. and interview your clients on a podcast or YouTube, there so you then go. you can repurpose it. <laughs> so this is something that we implemented from the beginning of the podcast. And it was more about me not wanting to have to do a solo episode or bring in a bunch of guests all the time. It was like, how can we bring in our members, spotlight them? But it also gives me a chance to connect with all of our members on a deeper level because there's there's very few things as intimate as a podcast interview. Mm-hmm. And so I lo- you're spending time with each other, you're getting to know, and then there's the before you hit record, the after. And it's like just that time to really get to know your people. So you can also do it very strategically as well <laughs> and use that double down on that time. And this is one thing we've talked about, like this is stuff that you could do in your program or yeah. anything like that. So yeah. Sita, I would love to know what is your favorite part of having your membership? Oh gosh, the freedom. Like, I can't even believe what our life is. I mean, we live in this beautiful house in the woods at any point in the day, we walk out the door and take the dogs on a hike on our own mountain and we make our schedule. We can go anywhere at any time. We could have moved to Hawaii. I almost did, but I felt guilty moving so far from my mother. (laughs) Like literally you could be living in Hawaii right now. You know, it's, it's such unbelievable freedom. And, you know, I think it's temperamental, you know, there's stress and responsibility and unknowns that come with being a business owner and being in the online space and all of that. But you like, what's your temperament? I am so not a nine to five temperament. You know, I'm a project person always anyway. And so this just really suits my temperament in all ways. I, I can't even imagine going to an office, you know, separate from COVID, nothing to do with COVID. It's just not even a possibility. And so to be able to do that, and I would say the other thing too, that's a surprise to me because this is not my bent. I kind of dig the community and I'm not one that cares really about community. Like I, like it's true. You know, I really am not. And, and I really kind of do. I like it in beta to biggie too. I was so surprised. Like, I'm kind of like appreciate the Facebook group and like actually go there if like something is, like, I feel like I could use support and that is really not my temperament. And yeah, I, I think that's great. We love our members. You know, they're so great. They make us feel good about us. We make them feel good about them. You know, it's, it's just a, it, the community's nice. I love that. And holy cow. I always have people come on and they're like, my favorite part is community. Like for <laughs> any of our programs, I'm like, dang. And then you're like, I'm not a community person, but I love your community. I do. I do. It's really a great group. I think that's another part that's been really good about it. It, Yeah. I I mean, I should have mentioned that it's, there's a lot of good resources. I think it's helpful that it's not huge, but I don't know. Maybe it's the same in your bigger ones. I don't know. I've not been. It is the same in my bigger ones. I I don't know. know. It's a superpower that I have like zero control over, but we run a very (laughs) good communities. It's, It's a good community. Well, I love this, Sita. So many gold nuggets. And I know there's going to be people who want to check out your membership and get their stretch on. And before we give them all that information, I would love to know if someone's on the fence, they're listening, they're like, oh, I've been wanting to like get started with the leverage program. I'm thinking about beta to biggie, but I just don't know. What would be something that you would tell them? Well, first is if you want to build a membership or a course or something or whatnot, I would just absolutely encourage you to do it. It's the best thing we've ever done for our business. I really don't think you can go wrong if you follow the steps, right? Which is what we did. 
And then second, in terms of beta to biggie, it's really the best of both worlds because I've experienced both. You've got all the steps that you need, but you also have that, you know, one-on-one resource with an expert, namely you, Brandy. And, you know, that's not going to be available in these others. And so that's worth its weight in gold. I mean, it's really such a good price if you think about hiring someone freelance and then plus you get the course, you just have to have the perspective of having spent the money on that stuff. Absolutely. Sita, I have just adored getting to know you and John. I'm so excited. We're doing another year together and I want you to tell where can my audience connect with you, learn more about your membership and just see what you're doing. Yeah. So it's really easy. If you Google bendable body, you'll go right to our website, bendablebody.com. And on there, you know, there's a couple ways to get started. You can take a zoom class recording. So you don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to show up at anything live. We give you that free. You can try a zoom class and you can browse the membership. We have an open and closed enrollment. So it's not open right now, but there's other ways to sample it in the meantime. Like for example, this Sunday, we have a free live zoom class and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's pretty apparent how to check it all out once you get on our website. Love that. And we'll make sure to link it all up in the show notes for anyone who is interested. And Sita, just thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and giving so many like amazing gold nuggets through this episode. It has been fun. Everybody loves to talk about themselves. I know. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Y'all, how stinking good was that? You have to fail fast. Like you don't feel shameful for not watching all the shows on Netflix. There was so much gold and how you can get started in the most untraditional ways. And the more you niche down, the better. And how Sita and John have invested so much money, but their biggest ROI have been in group coaching programs. So make sure to check out their membership. I'm super excited. I'm actually going to sign up. Check it out. Even if you're not a baby boomer, I'm not. I'm 31 and going to check it out and connect with them. See what they're all about because their membership is top notch. And y'all, if you're ready to join people like Sita and John and you want support, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, the step-by-step directions on launching or scaling your leverage program, then head to betatobiggie.com and apply to join us inside. It is by application only because we keep the group top notch and we only want to work with people we think we can help. And so head to betatobiggie.com to go apply to join us inside. And y'all, until next week, go out and serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.